Hey everyone, welcome to On The Line. My name is Addison and I'm a 15-year-old aspiring sports broadcaster. On The Line is a sports podcast that highlights the stories of high school and college athletes so you can get a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to be the best. Welcome back to On The Line. My name is Addison, and today I'm here with Kat Marsh, a freshman out of Mercer Island High School. Kat is a rower, and I am super excited to have her on because, you know, I always get a little extra excited to talk with a guest who plays a sport that I'm not super familiar with because I just love to learn new things. And yeah, so I'm super excited to have you on. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm super excited too. Well, how are you doing? I know you just said you had like an interview for a journalism class. So how was that? It was good. It's kind of stressful, but it was pretty good. I bet. Now, what is the journalism class all about? Now, I want to be a sports broadcaster, so I'm planning on taking a journal- journalism class next year. So what do you guys do in the class? I'm super curious. Um, well, we're focused on like print and online journalism. Okay, which is, it's super fun. I love it. There's like, it's just really fun. We get to put out really cool papers and it's just a fun class. We get to talk about current events and eat snacks. It's really fun. <laughs> love the eating snacks part. Well, I guess let's just get right into it. So when did you start rowing and like, how did you get into the sport? I started rowing about five or six months ago. And I got into it through, like, I've been wanting to do it for a while because I have friends who started rowing and they're like, you should join. But then because of the pandemic, I couldn't join for a while until I found a club that was teaching new people. So it was, yeah, I got into it through my friends. So how old were you when you started? I was 14. 14. Now, when you think of sports, most of the time kids start soccer at like three years old. Normally, like when you're younger, but I think with rowing, you have to be pretty mature. And I think most people are older. Is that correct? Yeah, it's definitely a sport that you can get into later in life and still be really good at. Now, did you have any concerns or fears starting maybe a little bit later than some of your peers? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know how I would take to it, like how well I would do. But I think um, I started training alone in a single So I think that really helped me um, just focus and learn the technique. And yeah, I was also afraid of falling in. You guys practice like on a river, on a lake, in the sound, in the ocean. (laughs) Like where do you guys practice? We practice on a lake. Okay. And is that normal? Like is that where your competitions are held as well? It depends on the race course. Like some races are held on on the lake that we practice on. And then when we travel, some are rivers, some are lakes. Oh, cool. Well, again, since I'm not super familiar with rowing, are there different types of boats you use for different scenarios? Or is there just one generic boat that everyone basically uses? There's two types of shells. There's a racing shell and an open water shell. An open water shell is like thicker and bigger so that it won't Mm -hmm. like tip when you're in 
the ocean. That's what I started in because it's less tippy. And then a racing shell is for more like calmer water, like lakes and rivers. Oh, interesting. Wow. I see. I didn't know that. That's super cool. Now I know you can row with a different number of people in the boat. So how many do you row with? Well, I do a type of rowing, rowing called sculling, which is where there's two oars and that goes from, you can row single, a double or a quad. And then for sweep rowing, which is with one oar, it's usually pairs, fours, and eights. Okay. And now how are the classes divided? Like, are there classes based off of like size? How does that work? There's lightweight and heavyweight and there's male and female and there's juniors and masters. Okay. Interesting. And what are the like positions in rowing? Well, so there's first, there's the coxswain who's, I mean, if you're in an eight or a cox four, then you have a coxswain who steers and motivates you. Um, The coxswain sits in the stern and faces the rowers. And that's a cool position. I'm pretty short. So I'll probably end up coxing when I start rowing eights. And then there's stroke. Stroke is usually the most technical rower and sets the pace for the rest of the boat. And then there's like the numbers go back to one or bow. And there's a bow pair, which is usually like the powerful rowers. They're not necessarily the most technical, like the stroke pair would be the most technical. And then the middle of the boat is also usually pretty powerful. The seat that matters the least is three seat. A lot of people hate being in three seat because it doesn't like matter if the three seat is not very good or Mm. strong or powerful Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have much of an impact on the boat. So usually if you would be, if you're new to a a boat or a team, you might be in three seat. Like the coxswain kind of motivates a team. So would you kind of compare the coxswain to like a quarterback of a football team? I, I mean, you could say that because, like, the steering is really important. You don't want to mm-hmm. hit something. And um, their job is really, really important. So I think, I guess you could say that's comparable. Because there are, like, different positions in the boat, do you have to work on different techniques, like, individually, if that makes sense? I think, well, there's since there's two sides of the boat, you'd e- either be ro- rowing starboard or port. And it's kind of different, but like the same. I just don't like rowing port. It just feels weird to me, but it is a little like different to get used to with the grips and everything. But usually the technique is the same. It's just more technical rowers would go towards the stern of the boat. And what does rowing ports mean? So there's different sides. Technically port is left, but facing backwards, it's, it's my right hand that I would be using for my port or would be my right hand since we're facing backwards. And then starboard would be my left hand. And I just feel more normal rowing starboard. Okay. And so maybe people who are like right-handed would row port. Not always. I'm, Not always. I mean, I'm right-handed and I like rowing starboard, but it just depends on the person. Like, okay. You know, some people prefer either one. Some people do both. When you look at people who are rowing, it always looks like it's mostly an upper body sport. Is that correct? Not at all. It's all legs. Like the arms don't do anything basically, except for um, get your oars out of the water. They, it does not even pressure. You just have to push down a little bit to get them out of the water, but mm-hmm. it's all legs. 
So what is happening? Like what, what is the importance of your lower body? Cause to me, again, it only looks like it's your upper body. Well, there's a couple parts of the stroke. So the catch is when your knees are bent and you're all mm-hmm. the way forward on the slide of your seat. So you're, you're all the way forward with your knees bent and your arms are, are sticking out. Your blades of your oars are in the water. Uh-huh. And then the drive is when you start pushing with your legs and you, you need to leave your arms hanging because it's not going to, you are slow if you pull with your arms. Yeah. Your legs are a lot stronger. So you, you drive with your legs and then the finish is when you bring your arms in and there's like no pressure left. It's just getting the blades out of the water. And then the recovery is when you're going back to the catch, slowly bending your knees and putting your arms back in the water. Now kind of going along with this is probably another misconception is it kind of looks like a, you could say an easier sport because there's not like a bunch of physical contact there. It's not like you're running a marathon but is it actually as easy as it looks? No, the whole like the whole thing is it takes a lot of training to make it look as easy as it does. Like I've seen if you watch um novice rowing, there's a lot of people who can't get their oars out of the water so they fall in during their races. Oh wow. Or they stop rowing or just because they're tired, it's just it's not as easy as it looks. And to make it look easy, it seems like everyone on the boat needs to be on the same page. So can you explain how important teamwork is with rowing? Teamwork is everything. Like if, um, if your blades aren't, or if your oars aren't in time with someone else, you can hit their oars. Like if they're going back when you're going forward, it also just makes you really slow, but you can hit each other's oars. You can splash people I've been splashed plenty of times oh, wow. yeah you can get your oars caught now I come from a dance background and we have terms like soda shaw um pot shaw grand play and to the average person you'd be like what the heck is she talking about so could you explain some of those maybe kind of weird terms that rowers use that the average person would be like are you speaking a foreign language <laughs> Yeah, so I think the biggest one is way enough, which means stop, like way enough. Uh-huh. We, we just slur it together. We say way enough. But a lot of people are like, what are you saying? I'm like, yeah. it means stop. Or coxswain's another one, but I explained that. Everyone's like, what is a coxswain? Um, <laughs> and then squaring and feathering your blades is when you put your – where squaring is when your blades are like – in the water and they're like parallel to the surface of the water. Okay. And feathering is when they're flat on the water. So um, you feather when you're, um, when you're finishing your stroke so that your blades don't get caught in the water and it like pushes off, helps you go a little faster. You only started rowing, was it five or six months ago? Yeah. So how long did it take you to kind of pick up the technique and just learn the sport? Um, well, I, I think I'm not sure if this is normal, but I think I kind of learned it pretty fast. It took me like a month and a half before. So there's, we had two groups. We had a learning group and a training group. So that's basically like the junior varsity and the varsity team. It took me like a month to go into the training group, which I'm not sure if that's normal because there's a lot of people who have been rowing longer than me who are still in the learning group. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's normal. Well, it sure seems like you have a really good understanding of the sport just from the 
short amount of time I've talked with you and a month does sound super fast to get into kind of the upper level. So to me, that seems super impressive. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's not normal. I'm the only novice girl on my, in my group. Wow, that's crazy. Well, we are from Washington. And to me, being an outsider, it seems like the rowing community is super small. But since you're in it, is that a misconception? Or is rowing not common here in Washington? I think it is a bit of a misconception. It's bigger than it seems. In the Seattle area, we have like four or five clubs, probably more that I don't know about. There's definitely like more than five clubs, just like within Union and like Washington. And are those like high school clubs or are you rowing with adults as well? I row with like a club. So like the juniors team on the club Mm -hmm. at the club, Um, most most high schools don't have um, a rowing team because the boats are incredibly expensive. But like a lot of private schools in the area do have teams. Yeah, my my high school. So I go to North Creek High School, which is actually a public school. But we actually we have a crew team. And now crew is the same thing as rowing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my my school actually has it, which is I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, I really didn't even know we had one until I was just, like, flipping through the yearbook. And there's only – there are, like, five girls on the team. So it definitely was a pretty small team. But I did think it was super cool that our school offered it. Does Mercer Island offer it? We don't. No? Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I know I've already kind of mentioned a couple, I guess you could say misconceptions, but are there any other misconceptions that you can think of? No, I think we, we covered that. Um, definitely the upper body one is a big misconception. A lot of people think that it's all arms, but you'd be going mm-hmm. a lot slower if it was all arms. I bet. Now, can you talk to me about practices and how they're structured, how often are you practicing, especially with being, I guess I would consider you a beginner because I'm sure there's some people who have been rowing for years and years at your age. So yeah, what are your practices like? I usually have two hour practices and I mean, it kind of depends on the athlete, how many times you practice. I usually was practicing twice a week, but I think probably next season it'll be more like every day Mm -hmm. but yeah I was twice a week when I was still learning and then I got injured so I haven't been going but no now was this an injury related to rowing probably not and what is it it's my shoulder and my physical therapist says it usually happens when your arm is out so I doubt that's related to rowing well I'm sorry that's always frustrating to have an injury to you know stop your momentum, especially because you are just starting out and COVID kind of bumped it back and then now your injury. So I hope you recover soon. Yeah. Now, what do you do in your practices? Like, are you just rowing for the straight two hours? Is there conditioning? What does that look like? Well, it depends on the practice. Some some days my coach will have us, well, we usually do a warm up from our our boathouse, like Union Crew, to um, the Seattle something University dock. Yeah. I'm blanking, but there we 
um, SPU doc. We warm up to SPU doc. And then sometimes it's like, it depends on the day. Sometimes we're doing technique focused steady state. Steady state is when you're not going super fast, but you're doing a long distance. And then sometimes we'll do like race pieces, like 1Ks or 2Ks or uh, 500s, 500 meters. Those are not fun, but it, it just depends what we're training for. Now, talking about training, have you been training for any competitions? Um, I was meant to be training for regionals and nationals, but I really can't do that anymore. I, I feel like I've never really seen a rowing competition before. Like, I've seen it in the movies, but not really just, like, I turn my TV on and that's what's on my TV. So I really want to know what the competitions are like. Like, when is your season? How long is it? Um, yeah, just everything about competitions. I'm so curious. It definitely depends on where you live. Like for us in Washington, we can basically row year round. Like I had a row in January, February when it was snowing while I was rowing. And it it wasn't too bad, actually. That's crazy. That must have been super cold. It wasn't actually that bad. It was pretty fun. But yeah, so mostly I'm training year round. Sometimes winter we'll do indoor rowing instead of instead of on the water. So that's erging. Like that's not as fun as being on the water. Mm-hmm, I bet. But then competitions are like spring and summer. Like our nationals is in June. And how and many our, competitions do you have during that competition season? It really depends on the year. Like this year, we were just going to do regionals and nationals because of COVID. Okay. And how long are the competitions? How long are you rowing in those competitions? What are the different, like I know in track, there are like different events. Is that kind of the same case with rowing? Sort of. Like most races are 2Ks. So that's 2,000 meters. Okay. Um, and then there's some such thing as a head race, which is like a twistier one that's a little longer. And you don't start at the same time as other people. You start at different times, and then you just it's just whoever has the fastest time. But it yeah, with like, kids, it's usually whoever crosses the finish line first. It seems like rowing competitions are one of the most straightforward competitions. Is that true, or does it just seem like that from the outside? Yeah, I think the competitions are pretty simple. It's just there's a lot of buildup to, like, get there. It's a mm-hmm. lot of work before you do compete. Now, do you do any, like, conditioning outside of practice, um, kind of specifically geared towards improving your rowing? Yeah, we have um, – just specifically where I row, we have certain days where we have to come in and um, row on the rowing machines – we do like 2K tests to see, um, to like try to get your fastest 2K time. And um, we also do strength training. Um, some, some people do it like with our club and some people, well, I just do it outside of the club. But yeah. What do you think is more important, your strength or like your endurance? I think both play a really important part in the sport because you need a lot of leg strength to keep going. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, your endurance is also really important because um, you are rowing long distances a lot of times. Yeah. 
like 10K, 16K steady state. Wow. Now, how long does it take you to finish a 2K or a 10K? Um, I don't know my 2K time or my 10K time because most of these, or I've mostly done 2Ks and 10Ks on the water. Mm-hmm. I don't really erg very much because when I was about to start erging, I hurt my shoulder. So, but I'm basically my whole team, our splits are under two minutes. So that means our, um, each 500 meter piece in a 2K, so there's four, is less, we spend less than two minutes doing them, our whole team. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. It's pretty, we have pretty good times. Do you know how fast that is in like miles per hour? I don't. That would be really interesting to find out. Yeah. Because it sounds super fast. Well, that's crazy. Um, have you ever like fallen into the water? Like, is that a common thing? Thankfully, I have not. But usually we do like float tests and stuff in the summer. Oh, wow. So that okay. it's not as like horrible. Uh-huh. Because I started crazy. growing in the winter. So I'm glad I haven't fallen in yet. Well, I just have to say it's really brave of you and admirable that you started a new sport when you're you're older because I know sometimes like as you grow up it becomes even more nerve-wracking to try something new because a lot of times when you get older you become more self-conscious and you want to just be good at something right away so I really admire how you're just so brave to start this new sport and yeah I think that's super cool yeah well I think this is an easier sport to start when you're older a lot of Olympians have started in college when they're 18 or 20 or 22 interesting so I think it is common to start a sport later, this sport later in life since it's so low impact. Oh, yeah. You're right. I never thought of it that way, but that's true. I think it's a really good, like, now I know full body exercise, but at the same time, like, you could do it for probably until you're older, whereas some sports are just so hard on your body that, you know, it's just impossible to continue into adulthood. So, yeah, I see how rowing can draw a lot of older people. Yeah, that's there's a lot of master's teams for people who are over 18. Um, a lot of people who are still who are older are still rowing. That's so cool. Now, do you want to continue rowing into college and maybe even beyond? Yeah, I started my um, rowing Instagram for college recruitment. I'm not really sure if that's going to go anywhere, but, you know, we're trying. Well, you're only a freshman, and like you said, you don't have to be super young to start rowing, so I might have to check out your Instagram and just follow. I'm excited to follow along your journey and just see how you evolve because you have already accomplished so much in your couple months of starting. Yeah, I'm. it's definitely, I think it's a good sport for people who are looking to like transition out of something they used to like. Like me, I used to do competitive cheerleading, and it's not my favorite sport anymore, so I kind of just was, like, transitioning out of it. And that, I mean, it's good to still be athletic when you're coming into rowing, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a good sport to start later. I bet maybe you'll inspire me to start rowing. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, sort of scared of the water, not really, but it's just not my favorite thing to be on the water. Like like you're saying, falling in, that does not sound very fun. (laughs) <laughs> but maybe I'll have to try it someday. I don't, know a, that, I don't know of that many people who have actually okay. fallen in. That's it's mostly good. the boys who fall in because they're not careful. Oh, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> that makes sense. 
Well, to close off this interview, I just want to ask, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start rowing? I would just say go for it. Like, find a club that you like. It definitely took me some time to find a club that was actually open to me for now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, find a club that you like or find a club that offers, like, a learn-to-row class or a novice team and just go for it. Try it out. Well, thank you so much for talking. I seriously, I learned so much and I'm, I'm excited that I have some new information in my pocket (laughs) and yeah, I'm just super excited. Now I'm like, Ooh, I really want to watch the rowing and actually understand what like the people are saying. So yeah, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for reaching out to me. I always appreciate it. Those of you listening, if you ever want to be on, don't be scared please reach out to me. Um, Yeah. And do you want to shout out your Instagram, both your personal and your rowing account? Yeah. My personal is catrmarsh and my rowing Instagram is cat.rowing. Well, thanks again. And thanks to everyone listening. Bye guys. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of On The Line. I upload new episodes every Sunday at 12. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, and follow On The Line on Instagram, and all those links will be in the show notes. Thank you!